0: Happy Sunday Tampa Bay we're with you for another week to talk about the real estate market here on the Duncan Duo show uh joined by Mike Corrigan from Cross Country mortgage where every week dropping real estate knowledge in Tampa Bay um but but this week we're gonna kind of lead with a little bit of uh you know just kind of an I guess an outcry for more help and support I um I went down to to uh Southwest Florida a couple days after the the hurricane hit I went for three days. And uh, originally, I was supposed to drive a truck uh, from two college brothers, who's our, our preferred moving company. They loaned two college brothers uh, moving in storage, loaned me a truck for a few days. And the plan was Metropolitan Ministries had reached out and said they had a need for trucks and for drivers. And I said, I'll do it, I'll volunteer. Um, I haven't driven one of those large trucks in a long time, but but I personally did it in college. Uh, kind of funny about the two college brothers. Right, yeah, right. Um, but but so so I knew I could do it, and um, you know if it's got wheels, I can drive it. You know, yeah. so I, so I knew I'd be okay. And so they they loaned me the truck, and then Metropolitan Ministries is going to have me drive down twenty five thousand meals. Uh, hot meals because that that's a big need. It um, was a big need. It's not as much now because a lot of the businesses the power is coming back in right. enough of the businesses that the people can get food and warm food and hot food and and it's get, I can't say everybody it's better put it that way. But at that time this is you know almost a week ago there was a heavy need for hot meals because the the power grid was out and people were getting snacks and you know granola bars and you know snack packs and Water. But but, you know, look, let's face it, like people don't want to no one really loves to eat that stuff. It's more of a life necessity. Right. So anyway, the because of the road closures and the flooding, Metro decided to fly their food down uh, and then drop it out of helicopters to boats who could then get it out into the flooded flooded areas because there was no there was no other easy way to get the food to the most needed people. So, so anyway, so now I have this truck and I literally, my best friend and I literally just went to Costco and I just started picking out pallets. I want that pallet. I want that sure, pallet. It's right, like, yeah. you know, a pallet for you, a pallet for <laughs> you. And so we filled the whole truck. We had nine pallets of, uh, food, awesome. water, drinks, uh, we had kids drinks. We had Gator, like we had the Costco brand Gatorade. And I, I, I definitely want to thank the people at the Costco and Brandon for loading the truck because that would have taken all day in of itself. Sure, right, yeah, I, I can't a lift huge, the pallet. Yeah, that's, you know? that's a huge so, undertaking. So, um, so we loaded up this, you know, probably 25 foot, you know, truck with with supplies and drove down. We'd met a couple of other people at Costco that day that were that were but not not to the extent buying the extent that I was, but they were buying a pallet of this or a pallet of that, and they gave us a few tips. And when we got down there, we hooked up with these all volunteers. Okay, like everyone I worked with down there was completely a volunteer. Awesome. There were plenty of organizations. I saw the National Guard. I saw the Salvation Army. I saw the Red Cross. There were definitely plenty of that, but most of their stations were. Hours long lines of cars, the gas stations that were able to be opened, you know, in in Northport, for example, only nine percent of power had been restored at that point. So there wasn't a lot open. The one the stuff that was open had an incredibly sure. long wait. So we we literally just parked in the parking lot of a hobby lobby and people would come up and say, hey, you know, we, we, we need water. A lot of them were offering to buy it simply because. Uh, the, the places that were open route, were I mean, yeah. there wasn't any, and I'm like, no, 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 we're not, you know. Yeah, here. they you had know, the we're... money,
1: they just couldn't right. get the
0: stuff. Exactly, and we're like, no, no, we're donating it. You know, it's like our, you know, and, sure. and I felt an obligation because Tampa got spared. I didn't yes. have any damage. We didn't have any chaos, and I, I did. I had like survivor's guilt. I was like, okay, what can I do to help? Since we're so fortunate, we got, I got no damage at my house. I got no damage at my building. I mean, very minimal stuff. You right. Know? No, nothing, nothing that I couldn't fix in it in in a day, and so. Anyway, we, you know, we're, so we're handing this stuff out, and then we hook up with this group of guys that had big trucks, uh, and they had like a dozen of them, and a couple of them had boats, and they were basically using us as a supply the supply center, sure. filling up their trucks, and then going back out into these into these areas. And it, it really was eye opening. It was it was it was devastating to see people that lost everything, and and for me personally, um, it was super fulfilling. But I but I think there's so many people out there that can still help. Yes. There, there's so much of a need. I know two college brothers, if you follow them, uh you can you find them very easily. Two college brothers moving in storage on any of their social media channels. Um and and th- they're doing some some drops still where you can bring stuff to them. They're filling up trucks to take it down. Um there's a lot of other charitable organizations doing things. Uh you can volunteer uh there are people there are friends of mine that are just going down there with chainsaws and blowers and, right. you know, and, and, and just, just helping. helping people. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, my advice is if you have the time, you go down there, you take your kids, let them see that, be more prepared for the next storm. Uh, But also it's just, uh, you know, it's people down there that lost everything, that don't have the means to you know, to, to, to yeah, fix it all themselves.
1: It, it, it's the devastation has just been absolutely horrible. And I have the same thing, the Survivors Guild, you know, I have family from around the country saying, oh, you must feel so lucky. And I do that we got spared here. But it's, you know, I, I hate the, the guilt that I have because, you know, it was at the cost for somebody else down there. But uh, so great that you did all of that. And one of the, the silver linings in all of this is to see um, our state and the people of our state come together and around the country. Uh, yeah, I was driving back from Asheville, North Carolina. Sure. Just tell a quick story, and I was coming down um, 95, and we just saw droves and droves and droves of electric trucks, um, you know, bucket trucks, just convoys coming down. Um, from Pennsylvania, from, um, you know, Virginia. So all different states coming down to in preparation to help. And so it's uh, it, it, th- it, that is heartwarming and, and to see. That,
0: that was for me, too, because everyone I worked with is a volunteer. And we all just instantly had a bond and a friendship sure. because we're there doing something. And so I had a lot of them follow me on my Instagram and find me on Facebook. I even posted on my Facebook one of the most inspirational things I've seen is all these volunteers going down there to help because there's a lot of charitable organizations. There's a lot of, of, of things like that. And they can, you know, they can kind of uh, organize and and structure these groups going down. But a lot of these people are literally just people that drove down to the hard hit areas and look for ways to help. Yep. And th- that's essentially what I did. And and you know, I got fortunate to find some good people. And I mean, I you know, I, I can't tell you how many people came up to the to the truck and said, I you know, I hadn't eaten since yesterday, or I hadn't eaten in two days, or haven't been out of my house in three days. And and you know, the the other part that I would tell you is, I think. The supply stuff is starting to get solved. Yes. Uh, you know, I think there's right. stores opening. Um, you know, like I don't think there's much of a need for water anymore. I can tell you a week ago when I was down there, or not quite a week ago, but almost a week ago, that um some of the things that we brought down that, that were some of the most desirable things is we had the little uh Kool-Aid pouches for kids. Sure. We had yeah. like uh the snack pack with Oreo, you know, we had like, you know, kid drinks and Gatorade. Um, you know, people were tired of drinking water. Everyone's getting water and bringing it down. And look, look, I know that's like the most life-saving thing, but in reality, when you're someone that really doesn't drink a lot of water, um, I was hearing stories from people that are like, I'm getting sick because I'm used to, you know, this, I'm used to that. Maybe all the sugar intake isn't the best thing for their health, but it's what their body's used to. So, so getting them some, uh, giving them some other options, people were celebrating that. Um, but, but it really was inspirational to see all the people down there helping, Um, so there are a lot of different ways people can help right now. You can literally, if you don't have money, you have time. If you don't have time, you have money, Money, right? You know, so, so one of the two, find a way to help, you know, the situation down there because it it is going to be dire for a while. There are going to be people, uh, without their homes, you know, moving, living with friends and family. Um, another item, um, you know, I know obviously generators are, are in need, I uh, I believe the gas stations are starting to get resupplied, so that's probably the fuel thing was an issue, and we were able right. to bring yep. fuel down too. Um, but uh, but other things like pet food, you know, people forget about the pet the people's right. pets. You yeah. know, pet the pet the pet. And they're part of people's issue. families. Yep. I mean, it's... Yep. so. So that's an issue, and then also like kids' toys, and and I mean so, some of these children lost everything, and now they're shacked up somewhere else, and they don't have their stuffed animal, or they don't have their little Hot Wheels, or you know, so kids' toys and things for kids, you know, they're they're gonna struggle from this. But find a way to help is is really I think the moral of the story, and and learn from, you know, what you're seeing, and and look if you're you, know, I, I always believe that no matter what you have going on in your life. Um, perspective is always good, for sure. So you, you know, whether your situation, whether you're in the best situation of your life or the worst situation of your life, going and seeing something like that can give you perspective to be more grateful for the situation you know that you're in. And and you know, I, it was great for me. Like seeing that was eye opening. Um, and um, you know, I was grateful to be able to contribute, but super sad for all the people that, you know, that I saw crying and the, and the devastation. So, um, you know, I, I think another, the other lesson that I learned is, um, even more preparation for the, for the next time. Cause yes. it, it really... Up until maybe a day out, it looked like we were going to get crushed.
1: Yes, it was, I mean it was coming directly out. Of, I mean, very similar to what Irma was five years ago, and and yeah. everything else. And it, and I mean, it's yeah. I it don't know
0: was, if it was the Indian burial grounds, like everyone. I don't I know, know what caused it, know but it, much, but it, but it hooked. But it hooked south it of hooked us, hard. and yeah. and if it did, if it wouldn't have, if it had been, you know, even probably thirty miles north of where it went, we would have had it so much worse. Ah, uh, sixty miles north, and we would have been in a lot of trouble. So yeah, for sure. So I think the uh, the key is is you know preparation. We we talk a lot about insurance. Um, you know, I am I am certain just in talking to some of the homeowners from down there, there are a lot of them that are flooded that did not have flood insurance. Right. There are a lot of people that had inferior insurance. So insurance is a big thing that you want to pay attention to right now. Um, use this as an opportunity to not let yourself get stuck in that position. Spend a few hundred bucks on flood insurance um you know even if you're not in a flood zone I mean, even if they tell you you're the not. majority of the people right. flooded down there are not in flood zones yeah i mean there's you no know, storm like that doesn't look right. you know realistically i will tell you that i have so little faith in flood maps and flood zones and even elevation mother nature doesn't doesn't discriminate and look at the map before right, it drops right. water or breaks a levee or breaks a dam it looks it doesn't look at any of that it just happens and you know, we, the entire state of Florida, in my opinion, is a flood zone. You, you, if you're in Florida and you can afford flood insurance, look, it, it's, it's relatively inexpensive if you're not in a flood zone. Get it and have peace of mind and know that you're going to get taken care of if there's if there's another you know storm. Because there are people who are going to literally lose their home, go to foreclosure, lose everything. Um, and it's going to affect that area for a really, really long time. Yeah, really long time it's it's so going get, to
1: be years to rebuild and I mean they're doing some incredible work so very quickly but to really get all the way back it's going to be years it will I,
0: I, it will I remember New Orleans was the same way and 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 so again flood insurance make sure you're double checking your insurance policy use this as a as, as a wake-up call to make sure that you have the right insurance in place um that you're properly insured and give yourself a plan and a strategy and a backup plan you know I had a friend that's similar to me that is prepped with food and water and all that in case something happens. And he said, you know what? I'm literally going to, um, he he already mapped out a plan and has food in a vehicle. Like he, he is so well prepared to, to just go, you know? And, and so I think that, uh, everyone needs to, you know, take a second. And, um, we always talk about hurricane preparation on the way that the storm is coming to us. And I think we need to talk about it now before there isn't a storm out there. So that you're more prepared, uh, you know, for the next time. So whether it's hurricane shutters or generators or stocking up on water or, um, you know, figuring out where you're going to go, when you're going to leave, what you're going to take with you, all those things um, and, and don't. Look, I, I, I moved. I think it's no secret. You know what? We'll continue this after a break. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of conti- continue this and just kind of keep advising people, and we'll be back after a quick break on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the uh, real estate market. Obviously, our real estate market is going to be um, impacted. Sure. Uh, for a long time, from the storms in Southwest Florida, it's going to cause fear from some people uh, to not buy or to not sell. It's going to cause uh, people from those areas moving here uh and and relocating here um so so it's gonna have good and bad impact and, and you hate to say good impact from something really bad but but anything that causes people to move to an area you know positively helps real estate now does it help the roadways and infrastructure sure. you know can right. we handle all that that's a whole other question but um regardless our real estate market's going to be impacted by this for a long time because it's so close our insurance is going to go up no doubt, it's insurance prices are going to go up because all these claims. Yeah, you know our insurance is going to go up. I'm seeing estimates in the 30 to 40 percent. Yeah, raise. that's
1: what I saw too. And you may see. And so make sure you're paying attention to your insurance. There may be some insurance carriers that just aren't going to make it. Right, that this is going to yeah. put them out of business. And you may get a notice of non-renewal, yeah. or they're going to drop you. And so you may have to act quickly. Um, so be paying attention because that's just unfortunately what what happens when there's a big storm like
0: this. Yeah, for sure. And so anyway, I um personally as far as preparation i had plenty of food and water and and my home was built to really high hurricane standards but i'm on the water so you know i, I was yep. at risk i think it's no secret to most people listen to the show pretty regularly i'm a car junkie i got a bunch of cars and i moved them i moved them to the airport you know thank god bless Tampa international airport for all their hurricane safety and standards and having a multi-story parking yes, garage with yes, security and idea. police and yeah. so i moved them all there and 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 as I was moving them back, I was kind of like, man, I really didn't need to do that. I, I think I was kind of frustrated. It took me, it was about an eight-hour task sure, with a right. few people to move all the cars, and and so I was kind of frustrated. I thought to myself, you know what? Consider yourself so blessed. Yep. You know, and don't don't think about this. And, and the problem is, I think what people do is they prepare, and then it doesn't hit, and they think, oh, I waste all that time, energy, and effort preparing. Don't think of it like that. You know, prepare the next time more. Because the next time it might hit us. And and so I at least now have kind of a little game plan for what happens the next time a storm gets close. But but nonetheless, the insurance piece is something that people need to look
1: at. And I think sure. a lot of people, you know, got caught off guard because it had been, you know, a month ago we were talking about how it's been a relatively quiet storm season, right? There hasn't been that many and everything else. And then boom, something like this happens. And so being prepared, don't take it um. You know, especially here in the Tampa Bay area, we've been spared, you know, again, whether it's the Indian burial Grounds or whatever it may be, but don't assume that it's just never going to happen. And so we don't need to prepare as full, even though the last, you know, several haven't hit us because you just never know um, when it is going to turn our way. And and I know there are a lot of people out there that wish they probably had done a little bit more. And so the time to do it's now, you know, it's while it's still fresh on your mind, make sure you have a plan, a contingency in place, what you're going to do. Um, because, you know, if it does ever happen, um, you want to be as prepared as possible.
0: And so, uh, again, you know, look, the tough part about telling people to go out and buy too much in terms of supplies that are needed down in southwest Florida. um, but, But, you know, again, I think they need the generators. They need all those things to survive. But but again, those are things that you want to be prepared about. You want to be prepared with your plan. You want to have your generator in place. You want to, you know, I had a bunch of trees cleaned up at my property a couple weeks before the storm. And I can tell you if I hadn't done that, it would, it would have been a lot worse. So get your trees cleaned up. Um, you know, get, get all that stuff situated and in place, get your generator, have your water supply now. So you don't have to run out during the next storm to Walmart and stock up and be, and then be empty and then deal with the shortage. Um, So just be a little bit more prepared and think conscientiously about the insurance piece. Um, I think another thing that I would tell people, um, you know, while insurance rates will rise, um, our real estate market, while it is softened, is still very healthy. You know, if you are someone that is weighing the idea of buying and thinking, oh, you know, this is going to hurt our real estate market, it's really not going to hurt Tampa Bay's real estate no. market. It's going to cause some people to be afraid. Um, but I think for every person that causes to be afraid and walk because they don't want to buy in a storm, look, you got to rent in the storm. You're going to have less control over your situation sure. if you rent the yep. storm. But then secondarily, uh, there's going to be people moving here because they're running from that damage to somewhere else. There are going to be people that are going to move from down there to up here because there isn't housing down there, and they can work from home and do all these things. So, again, the moral of the story is, um make sure that you have your plan in place get your supplies stocked up before the next storm shows up and and make sure you're properly insured and you have if you have the capability of doing it get all of your insurance ducks in a row now yep so so again you're listening to the Duncan Duo real estate show we are going to talk about real estate i promise you in Tampa Bay um uh, when we aren't on air make sure to follow us at the duncan duo uh twitter instagram youtube facebook snapchat um, all of the social media channels we are at the Duncan Duo, where we're constantly creating content and uh, dishing out real estate news. Excited for hockey season! Yes, we're not just far from the corner. we're not far from hockey season, so I'm sure we'll be talking about that. We are, uh, you know, our goal is to continue working with the Lightning in the same capacity, and we're we're negotiating. So hopefully, we'll get that scored away soon. But uh, we'll be back continuing our conversation after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show. Talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market, we spent the first couple of segments talking a lot about uh, Hurricane Ian and um, you know the aftermath and ways that you can help. Um, but what I want to talk about now is get to the root of the Tampa real estate market. And you know what? For the first time in a long time, Mike, we've got homes failing to sell.
1: Yes. The sitting on the market for longer Sitting on of the market. We've sure. got
0: homes expiring. we got people taking their house off the market. And so I want to give you some tips, some things you can uh, do if your home okay. hasn't sold. Um, and and I think that um, the first thing that you have to do is stop paying attention to what the market was six months ago. Stop looking at comps from March or January or even last year, or, or truthfully, even June probably, May. Right. Stop looking at old comps. When the market shifts like this, uh, what did sell uh, needs to be depreciated. It needs to be reduced because we've seen prices slowly trend downward. So when you're looking at old comps, they're not relevant anymore. You have to look when the market shifts, you have to get in front of the, you know, the the reduction in value, get in front of that pricing trend and price it so that it's competitive and the best priced or one of the best priced, best conditioned homes in its um, you know, comp range. Sure. So when you're looking at your neighborhood, don't look, don't, don't compare it. Oh, my neighbor's house next door sold six months ago for, you know, 50 grand more than what you're telling me it's worth now. Well, yeah, that that's the market, you know, that that's what happens. So I think first and foremost, if your home hasn't sold, uh, you may very well have a price issue. Okay. You you can't look backwards. You've got to really forecast forward. The second thing you've got to do is make sure you have an agent that knows how to do this. I mean, I I'm just, you know, 80% 80% of the real estate agents have, haven't have been in a market with uh, rising interest rates or with rising inventory. Uh, and, and most of the real estate agents got in the business the last few years. And a lot of those real estate agents are going to be out of the business in the next few years. Look for experience. Look for a track record. Look for great reviews. And look for somebody that sold homes back before any of this stuff happened because they've got a game plan for what to do. So you, you may have the wrong agent. You may need to change agents if your home expires. Um, you know, I, I always ask people this if their home expired with an agent and they think about relisting with the agent, what are they gonna do differently this time if they didn't do that that right. time? You know, and, and so um you need a new voice, you need a new vision. The next thing is the marketing. Um again, look at you know, new photos, fresh photos, video, the description, the copy. I have personally bought real estate way below market because an agent missed an important detail. They didn't check off a box in the MLS or they didn't categorize the property in, in the right school district. And so often, inexperienced real estate agents that don't have a team behind them, you know, crossing the T's and dotting the I's, that, that missed those details, cause homes either not to sell or to sell for less money. Perfect example of my personal property that I own. I bought the lot way below market, because the agent that had it for sale did not properly advertise it as waterfront and didn't realize that it that it had pro, it had part of the parcel on the water, and didn't realize that the 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 growth that was blocking the view could mostly be cleared out, and and it was just poorly marketed. And I stole the property realistically because of it. Because wow. and it was on the MLS. It wasn't yeah. something that you know it was advertised. It was just poorly advertised. So so if you are uh, you know on the market and not and it's not selling um again th- those are things that you that you want to to pay attention to um you need an agent with a track record and experience in selling homes in a market like this you need somebody with reach that's going to get more eyes on the property for sure um you know that that's something that we do you know with radio tv billboards massive web presence social media we're getting eyes on our listings that other agents you know don't get um, and any agent that is coming in right now and telling you sunshine and rainbows about price in the market uh, either isn't paying attention, isn't experienced enough to look at the data, or is lying to you to get your listing. It's a, it's a real estate agent tactic that's been used forever. They tell you the price that you want to hear. They tell you you can get more for your house. So they get you listed, and they get you committed. And then their goal, they know they're not going to sell for that number. Right. They then they work out. you down. Yep. You know, Go with the agent that's being honest with you about price, that's telling you the truth. Look at the data. It's, it, realistically, a lot of times it's common sense. But here's what happens Comparison is the enemy of joy. We look back and say, What happened six months ago? I want what my neighbor got. We are not in a vacuum. That is over. You missed it. Okay. But it's like going to the casino with a hundred bucks and getting up to a thousand and then losing a couple hundred bucks. You're still up 700 bucks. You're not up 900 bucks anymore, but you're still up 700 bucks. Right. Yeah, you, you can either keep yes, gambling and right. losing your money and go all the way down. Or you can walk with money in your pocket. So walk with the money in your pocket, take your gain, and and move on. But don't be greedy because this isn't the market for it. Right? That, we miss that inventory is rising, prices are softening, and our our real estate market isn't as as seller driven as it was you know a few months back. It is still a seller's market.
1: It is three right? months
0: inventory roughly. You know homes are still selling fast, but fewer homes are selling, and they're taking a little longer to sell. And they're selling for a little bit more off of asking price than they were. But they're but but we're we're not in what we were in 2008 2009
1: right and if you think back and so this isn't to like scare anybody we're not saying this this is more of a market that we want it becomes more of a balanced healthy market that's going to be there it's just different than what was the most recent right there so it seems it seems seems so drastic weird, right? but, but 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 it's, it's just we're, stabilizing we're getting back to
0: a more of a healthy balanced. market
1: and a balanced yeah. market and that that's a good thing for the long term real estate outlook
0: yeah and I agree and you know I I tell people that are you know that are that whose homes have failed to sell um again sometimes you need a change of a game plan you need a change of a voice uh there are a lot like i said there are a lot of inexperienced agents that their whole strategy is put it on the market we're gonna get a bidding war and yeah. that doesn't happen they don't have anything else in their bag of tricks yes you know we, we, we we've we got plenty of other things in there we've doing, been doing this a long long time this is my 18th 18th year <gasps> 18th year eight man it's, I, I, I just aged myself Anyway, been doing it a long time. Had a lot of experience, a track record for getting through this. We've done short sales. We've done foreclosures. We've done the ramp up. We've done the ramp down. We've done the ramp up again. We've been in all kinds of real estate markets. And, you know, I, my agents, I, some of my top agents have been with 10, 11, 12 years. You know I mean? These are people that have been through. That know the market. Uh, yeah, that have been through changes in market shifts and that have the experience. So make sure that you're relying on experience. If you're a home buyer, you um, you know, it can be discouraging when you see high interest rates. Yes. Interest rates are temporary. Correct. The price is forever. Yes. Interest rates are temporary. You're, if price is dropping, that's a good thing for you as a buyer. You can lock in that price. And, and yes, you're locked in that interest rate, but you can refinance. You can get that rate changed. The market can, a couple years down the line, rates can come back down again. And, and I don't know. We don't know where they're going to go. No one knows. Everyone can predict, you know, but- you know, but but again, we're in economic cycles where um, I don't know that anyone ever thought they'd get as low as they did, truthfully.
1: Right. No, I mean, we didn't. And, you know, I mean, I've been talking to people about this. Yeah, maybe your payment's $250 a month higher than it would have been if you would have done this four months ago or five months ago or whatever it may be. So you end up paying $3,000 more in, in, in a year. Um, and it may take you a few years before you'd be able to refinance or lower rate. But the reality is, is maybe you get that house for ten or $15,000 less than it was before. So from a pure financial standpoint, as long as you can afford the monthly payment, you're still actually in a better position as a buyer now. And I think buyers, um, it's not as much, it's still a seller's market, but not as drastic of a seller's market as was before. And you're starting to see some people do some seller credits. There's some different buy-down options, that you temporary buy-downs on your rates that you can do out there. So there are some things coming into the marketplace for the buyers to help it make it more palatable to buy
0: yeah and and again i think that um you know smart smart buyers are still looking at the opportunity to buy because rents are going to rise yeah you're you're not going to be able to uh avoid the rise in interest rates as a renter all that's going to happen is your rents just well and there is there
1: it's this all i see this all over the the Internet, because you know I'm in the in the business and everything else. Remember, yeah, rates are high. You know they're in the sixes. Some have even touched seven. You know five, six, seven. But you know your your interest rate on rent is 100%. I mean, so it, it, you know that's what is out there. If you're if you're renting, that's 100% interest. It's going to pay as you always say. You're paying your landlord's mortgage for them. Um, you, you know, it's going to be there. So even though rates have risen, um, it, it, it's still a good time to get in there and to buy, and you might be able to get more aggressive a price.
0: Yeah, and that, and I think that's the key. The market is softening, so those higher rates will allow you to get a better price, a better deal. And, you know, I had I had clients say, Andrew, you know, I, I don't love the higher rates, but I can afford it, and now I don't feel as stressed about getting cursed into buying something that isn't the right, uh, you know, opportunity for me. So, sure. um, again whether you rent or you buy, you're paying the rate. The difference is whether you're paying your landlord's interest rates or your your own for you know? sure and and I had people and this is something I think this is this is an epidemic. this is truly an epidemic. People don't understand math, Mike like really there are people that just do not get math. I had somebody tell me that uh, the interest rate going from three to seven would increase their payment. By two hundred and fifty percent, so mortgage rates at three percent versus mortgage rates at seven percent. The math doesn't work like they're no. trying to say that you know three two point five times three gets you to seven, so the payments two point five times higher. Yes, it doesn't work like that. Okay, not this is not exactly simple like math. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think what I was seeing was payments are up. It, with the rise in interest rates from let's just say three and a half to seven, I want to say payments were up like thirty, forty percent uh, was kind of the was kind yes. of what I saw from the rate. So so don't make assumptions based on your limited knowledge of math. right? <laughs> you know, if you completed eighth grade algebra and now you're trying to, you know, factor that into how an interest rate rise affects a payment. Do a calculator. Talk to a lender. Well, it is not what you think it is. Yeah, well, let's make it easy people.
1: for you. You don't even have to do math. Just go to Google and put in mortgage calculator and let them do it for you. Correct. Right? You can go in there. There's tools out there to be able to. But see yeah, there that. are people it's, that are
0: making that assumption. Right. Oh well, rates have you know more than doubled, so my payment will double. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work like that. Your payment will not double uh, just just because of the interest rate increase. Sure. Now, uh, again, um, you know, so your limited knowledge of math. Don't rely on that. Make sure that you're getting quotes to see what you can afford and and run a calculator. And, and look, insurance rates, we know they're going to go up. Yep. We know that's going to contribute to, um, but the reality is, is, you know, when you have, when you live in the sunshine state you avoid state income taxes, you avoid earthquakes, you know, you, you avoid, um, you know, rolling blackouts, but we got to deal with hurricanes. And, and with that, when a storm hits with that comes higher insurance rates. So, so I think everyone's going to feel that Uh, the last piece of advice I'll give everyone, don't call and scream at your insurance agent because your insurance went up. It ain't their fault. Right. You know, like, they can't control this. They don't have any control yeah. over it. You're not going to be able to call. You're not going to be a Karen and call them and be able to talk to a supervisor and get your <laughs> for, rate for, back to where it was, okay? Like, it's just the reality of a storm hitting, okay? Like, be nice to the people. There, No one that you're going to call is really making the decision. They can shop around and maybe find you something better, but it wasn't their call to raise the rates. Right. A lot of times, it's the state of Florida, yes. um, you know, that, that raised it, or... Um, you know, a carrier that's got math that says this is what they got to be able to do to be able to survive for them to be able to pay out billions of dollars in claims from Ian. This is what they're going to have to charge to be able to continue operating. And I promise you, we have a lot more carriers in the state than we had a few years ago. I promise you, we want those carriers to stay yes. because if they don't, we have no competition and rates rise right even more higher, in a yes. monopolistic type way. So the having the number of carriers is a good thing. Um, you know, it it it'll make you don't realize it, but it will make the situation a little bit better and competitive. So we'll be back wrapping up with our last show after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. What's a townhouse? What's a condo? What's a villa? We get these questions all the time, especially for people new to our area. You know, they go to the beaches and they see the different properties over there, and so um, a townhouse. Or a con- again, a lot of opportunities for first-time homebuyers in townhouses. For sure. Um, the reason that a lot of first-time homebuyers can gravitate to a townhome is it's kind of like the middle ground between apartment or condo living and single-family living. Exactly. You get to pay for some of the amenities. Um, you get to own the land underneath. Um, you get to pay your own insurance. Um, but – the, the homeowners association typically will cover some of the things as well. So it's kind of like a blend, um, where there's a, a mix of those things. Townhomes are fee, simple ownership, meaning that the land underneath and, and there's typically a yard associated or some land or a driveway associated that you own as well. It is fee, simple ownership. You own your unit in your walls. Um, Typically, if you want to know whether a property is a townhouse and or villa, townhouse and villa are realistically interchanged in terms right. of property yep. type. Now, you will see villa condos and townhome condos, townhome style condos. Realistically, the easiest way to know whether something is zoned and is legal as a townhouse or a condo is the legal description. The legal description of a townhome is going to have the words lot or block and and likely the word unit at the end of, you know, having lot or block with a unit number. Right. Okay, it's going to say something like Bay Haven lot, you know, Bay Haven, you know, lot twenty seven block six unit four, so, something like that. To differentiate it, and, and a villa will have the same thing when it's a villa. A condo will say it will list it, it will say unit, and it will say something about a percentage or an undivided interest in common elements. If you see the words common elements, you know you've got a condo, okay? So that's the easiest way to decide the difference. Now, from a buyer's perspective, first-time buyers gravitate to townhomes uh, typically because they're fee simple ownership, and they can get uh, they can they can get loans at lower, in, or not lower, lower down payments.
1: Yeah, for sure. You can treat it, um, you know, we underwrite them from the mortgage standpoint, just like it's a single family residence. A, a townhome and a single family residence follow the same sort of rules and everything else where um, condos at times can can follow a different set of rules and a different set of underwriting. And sometimes it's harder to qualify because in a condo, not only do you need to get approved as the individual trying to get the mortgage, but the property needs to be approved. Yeah, they and have to have a follows. certain number of reserves yeah, and vacations. Vacancy
0: rates and rental rates and certain types of insurance. And now even some of the structural inspections that are coming into play because of the collapse of the building in South Florida. Correct. Um, Now now that comes into play. That isn't as relevant in a townhome. Now they will want the information, depending on what the HOA is involved with in a townhome. But it's not as strict. And you're certainly not nearly as likely to have um, a townhome not be able to be uh, qualified for financing. I've seen it. I have seen townhomes get declined for FHA or VA because of issues in the HOA or things they cover, things they're not paying enough on or or whatever it is. But it's way, 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 way rare. Uh, With condos specifically, it's much more common, and and it's why you see with certain condos, they either have to be cash, which is rare or a higher uh, down, down payment. payment. Yep, significant yeah. down so, payment, sure. So, again, that's why first-time home buyers like townhomes because they can get into them with a lower down payment and kind of have the blend between condo uh and single family home living. Now, I'm not even going to get into what a co-op is because I've only re- I get we get people from up north, is that a co-op? Yeah. In my entire sales career in Tampa Bay, I think I've sold two co-ops two units that were co-ops yeah I don't think co- there's
1: many here there's not all, a right? lot yeah. no
0: co-ops are a whole different animal so I'm not even gonna spend time you talking get about New them York because-
1: they're all over the place Correct. But- I mean
0: I, I've sold through over three billion in real estate thousands and thousands and thousands of sales and only two times have I seen a co-op in Tampa Bay so it's super rare um, and I think one of the buildings that was a co-op ended up getting converted or bought out or turned into apartments or something but nonetheless um, you know, that that's a difference between a, a townhouse and a condo. And a condo, the association is typically going to have a little bit more control, too. So you're kind yes. of at risk for the decision making of the HOA. And let's face it, you've heard the horror stories, as have I. Um, you know, you're at their mercy. And it, they're going to take care of more things typically, but you're going to have a higher monthly fee for right. those yes. things. Your and you're not going to yep. have a choice in terms of whether or not you pay for the pool and the gym that you may not use right or the covered parking that you may not use um, or the fact that you're a waterfront building and you got to pay high flood insurance but you don't have a water view and you're not in the water you still got to pay it so again um, there's not as much control in uh, you know in the condo world so that's condo and townhouse explained and we appreciate you tuning in. As I referenced earlier in the show, make sure that you're helping out our neighbors to the south and considering sure. them. Yes. Um, be nice to people that are trying to help them. I saw someone frustrated the other day with all the trucks on the road. It's like, oh, come on, man. Know the room. <laughs> yep. You know, and I see people on Facebook right now that just don't know the room. Yes. You know, posting yes, stuff. and It's like, know media, the room, right. man. Yep. Um, and, and so there are people down there hurt. If you can volunteer, great. If you can give great Two college brothers, are moving partner, hit them up on social media, look at their sites. They're, they're taking donations that are driving trucks down to volunteers for people to help. Uh, I went and did it. It was super inspiring. I recommend it if you have the ability to go down there and help people in need. uh, It's it's definitely a time because Lord knows that if it ever hits us like that, they'll be coming up to help us too. For sure. We appreciate you tuning in and have an awesome rest of your Sunday, Tampa Bay.